T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us. DA with you. You can always subscribe to us on iTunes. Simply search Permission Granted. Also, you can find us on our website, daoncbs.com. We have a return. He walks back into the the newsroom with, uh, I would say, a pall hanging over him, a bit of a glassy-eyed haze. He's low energy. He is low fervor. He's a guy that we wonder what, how many years we're taking off of his life going to Cleveland and hanging out with Ken Carmen and living with Jay Berman, and that is Mraz. Mraz, welcome back. You look like the dog just dragged you in by the paw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel okay, but I know that I'm shot, and I know that my body is going to take a couple days to recover. Mm. I essentially just went on a 72-hour bender. Are you, hu- are you hung over today on a Tuesday? Slightly. I still have a little headache and a little fog. Wow. Um, I mean, I basically slept for four hours Sunday night into Monday, tried to take a nap, tried to get some regular life back. I had to do some regular errands yesterday when I finally landed. And now I'm just, uh, I'm okay. Like I could function, but boy, am I just still feeling it. But you didn't drink on Monday. And so you've got the 48 hour hangover. You drank on Sunday and are still feeling it on Tuesday. Yeah. I think the problem was when I got to Monday, my body couldn't handle being hung over from like alcohol. I think it was just tired. You know what I mean? Like it was shot. Huh. So I think now that I've gotten over the shotness, the hangover is re-kicked in to go. I think I'm deprived of alcohol. I really do. Jay Berman just brought this up to me in the newsroom. Like he needs a Bud Light right now. <laughs> I think we became hooked on it for three days that, uh, like I'm just, I'm, I'm having withdrawals. Let me ask you about your emotional state because okay. sometimes when you go on a bender because alcohol can end up being a depressant, right. if you drink for three or four days in a row, which we've all had those, those benders, you come out of it a little depressed. You come out of it with kind of a, a dark cloud over you. How do you feel? Sad? I was happy, but it's funny you say that. Today I felt a little depression, but it was also pouring, it raining in New York, so yes. this is what I've come back to. It's pouring yeah. rain, and yeah, I think there's a little bit of like, uh, like I don't know. Also, when you get up to a trip like that, you built up for it so long, it's like yes. something you really yes. were looking forward to. Is the weeks ticked by, you kept saying, all right, three weeks till Cleveland, and now that it's over, it's like, all right, well, what's the next thing I'm looking forward to here? I'm reading, jo- I haven't talked to you specifics yet. We exchanged no. a few text messages, but I followed, obviously, all of your social media accounts. I feel like just reading the room, the trip not only lived up to the hype, but su- it it superseded, it went beyond and above what you had expected. 110%. 
We knew we would have a good time because we were going to go to a giant game, make the most of it, and we'd find bars to drink. But I never expected Cleveland, the Cleveland, to be the party town it is. Like, that's not what I thought I was getting into, where people are just partying on the weekends nonstop. Like, it's not a depressing city. I mean, the weather kind of stinks. But other than that, it's just, if you're not popping bottles, you're not in with the crew. Like, that's all anybody does there. Now, would you call it a light beer drinking town? Is it an alcohol town? What is it? It's a lot of whiskey, man. A lot of whiskey They in love Cleveland. the whiskey. Now, we did our beers, don't get me wrong, but if you didn't have, we had whiskey in some way, form, or another on all three days we drank there, for Interesting. sure. Interesting. For sure. That uh, can really put a pounding on you. Yeah, and also, any place we went to, because, you know, we were trying to do shots, me and the buddies and Jay, uh, Every shot is like a double shot there too. Like wow. It's not your typical, you Probably know, do a, a shot. Also a cheap night. Yeah, uh yeah, I took a picture of this and I had a receipt and I put it on I actually had it on Facebook. We went out for the Ohio State game on Saturday to an Ohio State alumni bar which was insane. And we stayed out for the Iron Bowl and basically by halftime the Iron Bowl we went to go try, check out another bar so I went to take away my tab which I had my credit card down. I spent $25. For the entire day. For six hours of drinking, and that included wings, like stuff like that. How would that be? 20, I don't know. It was $25. How much was a was a beer? A dollar? Well, the outside said $4 and $3 shots, but they definitely did a lot of buying. It must have been for every beer you got, you got a beer free. Wow. Uh, it was, I couldn't believe it. I, it was cheaper for me to live my life in Cleveland over the weekend than it would have been if I was home. Like, I mean that seriously. With travel and hotel. Right. Like, if I were to take Danielle out to some dinners and, you know, maybe go to the movies and, you know, we go out drinking with friends or something like that. Like When it, you combine the hotel and the, the it, flight. Yeah. It was cheaper. And, like, I also won gambling at the casino on Saturday, so Whoa. that was key. Whoa. It was unbelievably cheap and unbelievably fun, too. And I'll tell you another thing. And I'm going to get into this a little bit in Side B. Boy, the, the girls there, they have beautiful women in Ohio. Big but 10. All, a lot of the men look like me. They're all bigger men. Yes, yeah, husky. With, with bald heads. I went with three skinny in shape. I would even classify them as better looking dudes than me. Uh-huh. The only person who any woman were coming up to was me. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Jay Berman could verify this with you. Women coming up to me, flirting with me, the whole deal. You're kidding. Luckily, I was married and I didn't pull the trigger on anything, but put it this way. Had I not been married... There were uh, probably both nights I would not have slept at the hotel. You're telling... <laughs> I'm not lying to you. Were the women husky uh, that came up to you? The one woman was, I believe, a little bigger built, but not necessarily husky. She was younger. <laughs> she was all in on me. Uh-huh. Uh, and another woman on Sunday at the game had uh, come up to me. She saw me wearing a Beckham jersey. She was from Toronto. Beautiful. Came right up to me out of the group. We were all wearing Beckham jerseys. Showed me that Beckham had signed her, quote-unquote, breast, as she put it. Interesting. And uh, she basically was asking me, you know, what we were doing after the game. And, you know, she rubbed my head and she said, you're cute, aren't you? Um, Yeah, and and there was another girl at this one bar who was hanging over this VIP. She kept waving me up, trying to come up and dance with her. So you think, because in the Midwest, most guys or a lot of guys are husky and balding. Yes. That you were in the demographic there. I'm in the demographic. So what I'm thinking is when it comes to, see, like in New York, I get lost in the shuffle. There's so many good-looking Italian dudes, all this other stuff. I think because I fit the demographic of what most men look like in the Midwest, that I must be a pretty good-looking, husky, bald man. <laughs> and thus, I rose I rose up in that situation, and my friends were the oddballs there. And that's not what the women were accustomed to. They wanted no part of that. They, they must wanted- have been devastated. 
Yeah, they friends. kept looking around. Yeah, and Jay Berman had a very good line to a couple of my friends that I overheard as I was flirting with the one girl. He said something effective. Who walks into a bar, points at Sean, and, go, and goes, I want to go home with that guy. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I would say, man, it was a success from there. If I was single, I could have cleaned up in Cleveland. Cleaned up. And I don't say that often because I'm not a cocky guy. I'm telling you right now, that's the only city in America I could probably visit and say that. Sometimes you are cocky, though. But when it comes to women... Listen, I know my place in society, okay? I, I've done well for myself, and I've had my moments. But I know I'm not Brad Pitt. I, you know, I know I don't, But in Cleveland, I'm a Cleveland Brad Pitt. You're a Cleveland Brad Pitt. I'm a, and I'm glad I had people there to verify. It wasn't like I went there by myself. I could come back with the war stories. i got to talk to Berman about you this. You have to. I, I need to pick his brain on this. He'll tell you. He'll back it all up. I need to pick his brain. He was brain. telling the whole newsroom before I could today. Is he in for updates with us tonight? No, no. He'll be in the rest of the week. Not, not Starting tonight. tomorrow? Starting tomorrow. So yeah. Wednesday? Yes. Okay. So I so I, Wednesday on Wednesday's show, I'm going to do a deep dive into this. You have to do a deep It was great. I was very excited for myself. So... The only thing that I have to question is when you say the Ohio State bar for the Michigan game was off the hook. I saw the video that you posted when they won. It looked like there was a few people at the bar and a few people at tables. I'll tell you why. Because it's a two-floor area. The downstairs area was where they had like a DJ playing during commercials and stuff, and you couldn't even move in there. Mm. But the problem was after the first quarter... We had partied so late Friday night, mm. and I had woke Burn up to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame early Saturday. Our, all our lower backs were shot and everything, so we went to the upstairs part because you could actually get tables to sit down, have something to eat, and drink. Mm. So we we, we, could, we kept walking back up and down there, but for the most part, where I was filming those towards the end of the game, because the game got really good, we wanted to focus in, we were on the upper level of this two-story bar. If you went mm-hmm. to the, the second story, I mean, you were not going to make it out of there. So much so that I have a picture on my phone of a guy that had to actually call an ambulance for that passed out and his head hit a curb after the game. Why did your lower backs hurt from going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, no, well, it was from the night before. Like, we just did so much standing and walking that I think and drinking that we were all shot. And, like, we just, I, <laughs> as Berman put it, it felt like we carried pianos. We don't know what was going on. So that's why, so that's why the, the videos look like that because we just wanted to get comfortable. Was the hotel situation between you and Berman as disgusting and uncomfortable as we thought? Yeah, see. <clears throat> Apparently, he claims I'm a big farter in my sleep and a big snorer. Oh, you think? And he said there were several... He sev- claims. He said several times... because Danielle's I s- been saying this for 10 years. Forever. I sli- I brought my earplugs because I didn't want to hear him. So I slept with my <laughs> earplugs in, but he said he woke up several times for the middle of the night, and I was just ripping ass and snoring. Oh. The, only oh. ni- the only night I didn't sleep with earplugs was Sunday night and a Monday before my <laughs> flight, and... I got woken up at 3 a.m. to a fart that sounded like somebody pulling a zipper out of Berman's ass. <laughs> so our bodies just tapped out. Apparently, we were just gassy and snorry for two days. Oh, um, oh. Luckily, we had two bars of soap, so we were able to split up the soap situation. Uh, I always showered first, so I, I left Berman to deal with the aftermath of that. Oh, my goodness. But uh, for the most part, it was good. I mean, his feet stunk. But I think we, we roomed okay. We were good roomies. I don't know how he survived sleeping in the same room with you for four nights when all you were were gas and snores. Yeah, he got really angry at me the last night of the trip. The Sunday night game, we came back to the room because we could we physically couldn't drink anymore. So we were watching the Sunday night game in the room, and it felt like if I kept sitting in my bed because I was by myself that I was going to fall asleep and I didn't want to do that. So I crawled into bed with him. And he was not happy with me. That's awkward. He's like, this is awkward. What are you doing? I took another picture of both our legs together. He was like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll stay awake. And then, you know, I was farting in his bed. It was like an episode of Step Brother. Oh, that is just heinous. That is so hideous. It looked like there was at least 40% Giants fans at the game on Sunday. I would argue more. I would argue more. Like, we went to the municipal. Was it more than half? 
More than 51%? Yeah, I mean, I would say 70% of the whole lower bowl was Giant fans. You saw a lot of the orange in the upper, but <laughs> it was all blue on the first level. And even the tailgate, everybody kept telling us, oh, the Muni lot gets going to 536. They allowed you to park the night before. You know, it'll be crazy, but be careful. Don't wear your Giants gear. I mean, we went at 536 p.m. on a sat A.m., but like, it's like when it's like really cranking. And we were like, there's no way. We didn't get up that early to go, like, there's no way. The Muni lot was pretty empty. We got to it at like 9 a.m., but there was a lot. Of, it was mainly giant fans. And it was a couple cool Browns, like, you know, buses and stuff. But, I mean, I only dealt with, like, two rowdy Browns fans. One was on a DJ mic with whole Browns fans dancing. He said, called me fatty and said I had a glandular problem. Mm. And another fan, because I didn't want to walk past him, threw a fake rubber penis at me. Mm. So, other than that, I mean, that was the only part of the dog pound that was really dangerous. <laughs> Well, you got to think about it this way. Browns fans are beaten into the ground. Right. They might not win a game all season long. Giants, so they're going to sell their tickets on StubHub if they can get anything for them. And And Giants fans will never get a football ticket that cheap. And so it's not that far of a flight. It's an hour flight, right? A lot of people drove from all the Giants fans we were talking to. Apparently it was like an eight-hour drive for a lot of people. Yeah, and if you're in upstate New York, like closer to Buffalo and you're a Giants fan, I mean, it's probably like four or five. Yeah. Actually, it's less. From Buffalo, I think it's like three. I think Buffalo's three because I remember Rex Ryan going to the Indian game. And that's another thing, too. The way their downtown is built with all the stadiums, the bars, the casino, they did it right. Like, the whole setup of Cleveland is done well. Mm. You know, like the whole ener- – like, whatever you want for entertainment is all connected. It's all so walkable. Uh, you know, just living in New York, having, you know, Yankee Stadium and City Field, it could take an hour to get to, you know, mm-hmm. each of them. Like, everything you just walk to, it's just, it's great. Like, the whole town revolves around their sports teams, which is, is really good, like, in an American city like that, where it's, like, small. Like, you're just, you're invested in your teams, and your entertainment and your economy is built on your teams. Like, that's the way Cleveland is built. That goes to show you how devastating it is that the Browns are this bad, because at the end of the day, as much as they love the Cavaliers and they love the Indians, the Browns will always be number one, and it's pathetic that they're this bad. Yeah. But also, you'll never go to a Giants game where there's more road fans, because that was the perfect storm. The Giants happen to be pretty good. This is late in the season. The Browns happen to be historically bad. It's a close drive. I mean, unless... Unless, like, the Eagles were 0-12 and the Giants were 12-0 and or something like that. But even then, I think there would be a little fear factor that the Philly fans would be a little too much on edge to go in there and invade. Too much on edge. Oh, so Giants fans would be a little hesitant in going. Right. Like, so you ma- might be in danger. Maybe it would happen with, like— um, Maybe the Redskins, if the Redskins were really bad. Were really bad. Or if the Patriots were really bad, but maybe not anymore because of the what the rivalry is now between the Giants and Patriots. But, like, yeah, you, you might never get that situation ever again. No, and Saturday night, like, the entire town was people out in Giants stuff. Like, that's all you saw. And the Giants players were out and about with everybody. Like, we saw Beckham and, Cram- and Dominic Rogers Cromartie gambling at the table over from us. Yeah, you said that. You sent me a text message, and so I loaded up on uh, the Browns plus six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment Beckham left that game early with a thumb injury, I'm like, this guy was rolling dice till the crack of dawn. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, and then the Giants certainly played like they were uh, they were rolling dice until the crack of dawn. Right. But then in the fourth quarter, the Browns are so bad, the Giants just pulled away. They're, they're so bad. And even the, but the fans were nice. Like, even the Browns fans, they know they suck, so, like, they were really cool to us. And, like, they were all just... They're all just nice Midwestern people. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody's friendly. You're expecting, like, oh, I'm in enemy territory. Like, they couldn't be more friendly. They're just nice people. Is it funny that Ohio is Eastern time zone? Yeah. Yeah. You and I think that that's where the cutoff is, but the cutoff is actually Indiana. Right. And it's funny because I didn't even know that until we landed. I even had to ask a couple people, like, are we in the Eastern time zone or the Central time? I was trying to get all my everything right. you think of Ohio as Midwest, and then Midwest would always be Central, but that's right. not true. But that's why it gets, I guess it gets darker earlier there or something like that, or darker... It felt like it was darker earlier there. It did. Yeah. Hmm. Does that make sense? 
Mm, you would think it would be the opposite, but I don't know. I think it depends on what side of the time zone you're on. And they are on the far western part of the – well, not well, far The sun western. sets in the west, so it should be darker later. I don't yeah. know. It felt like it was getting darker earlier. Maybe mm. I just had too much to drink. Yeah, you did. You drank a lot. Even my voice is still raspy, man. That's, uh, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame versus Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is better? Rock and Roll. Wow. Uh, I hate to even say this. I enjoyed my time at the Football Hall of Fame. But now I've done the hockey, the baseball, the rock and roll, and the football. And the football, I think, is the worst. Wow. I do. Wow. It's kind of it's kind of lame Like, I know it's basically, we get it. They're all giant museums with a bunch of memorabilia. But the NFL, even being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it just felt like like the NFL feels where they're just like, mm. it's like a money grab, like, look at us. And, like, a lot more current stuff than there is, like, pastime stuff. And that's disappointing. Like, you know, a lot of stuff like that. DeMarco Murray's, you know, jersey from the week before where he ran all over. Like, you know, I get... Yeah, exactly. You know, they had all, like, the draft cards from this year's draft. Like, Ugh. it felt like I was going to a Hall of Fame for this past year in the oh, NFL. Oh, so you see, the NFL can't wait to distance itself from its history. Right. You know, I don't remember. There were parts of it that obviously have the history, but, like, the busts were really cool seeing that. But that room's pretty small. I expected that room to be a little bigger. But, yeah, like... Ah, you like there was like one little part with history, and then other than that, it was just you felt like you were walking in the NFL in 2016. It's like an NFL experience more than it is a Hall of Fame. Yes, yes, but not really anything interactive to do. So it's just like a look at me and look at everything we've done in the last two years. Doesn't surprise me. I haven't been there in 15, 20 years, so yeah, that's the that, way it felt. The Rock and Roll of Fame was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, uh, really well done, very big. You get your money's worth, uh, and and just you know that whole scene on the water and stuff. I think they did an excellent job with that. But, I mean, if I'm going to Canton, like, I'm glad I did the Rock, uh, the Football Hall of Fame going to Cleveland. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really, got to be honest with you, unless I was covering it for the media, I have no interest in ever going to a Hall of Fame induction. Mm. There was nothing around there. Mm. You know, it's just, and again, the Hall of Fame's not that great to begin with. So, I mean, I'm, mm. I'm good on the Canton situation Interesting. Now. Okay. That's good. Uh, that's good intel. All right, well, that's side A. Side B, you got Berman coming up? Got Berman. Going to rehash some of the ins and outs and some of the... the the good nuggets, some of the uh, not-suitable-for-air nuggets that happened oh, on the trip. Oh, okay. You've already that? said ripping ass on this one. So. That's a good point. So I guess both are not suitable-for-air. <laughs> Side B, coming up now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host here of Side B. If you notice my voice is a little raspy, that is because we are fresh off the Cleveland extravaganza, one that has been documented on this PGP for quite some time. And my partner in crime painting this city by Lake Erie, red, brown, orange, whatever you want to call it. Jay Berman is here to recap what was an awesome weekend in Cleveland. Jay, what's happening? It really was a great time. Um, we had lots of expectations really since the summer, June or July, when we first booked the flight. And to be honest, I think our trip exceeded expectations. Yeah, I, I just want to make a couple points here because I know we have a lot of listeners in the Ohio area on the PGP and in Cleveland. Number one, when we booked this trip, we got a lot of flack in the newsroom and from other people. Like, why would you want to go to Cleveland? Cleveland's depressing. Cleveland's that. Let me get something straight. The weather stinks in Cleveland, and it seems like it's just always gray. Awful, however, awful, how, awful how, weather. However, other than that, I thought the city was awesome. Yeah, and also it, it was um, debated as to whether or not it was a good decision to go to Cleveland considering who else is on the Giants' schedule this year, the away games. Green Bay, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, right. Dallas always, Washington always. So the fact that we chose Cleveland may have seemed like a poor choice at the time, 
Uh, but as you said, it turned out to be a great decision. Yeah, I mean, the entire city's walkable. It's about five blocks long, it felt like, for the entire city. Uh, that downtown casino was awesome. We had a good time, although Friday I took quite the hit. Even lied to my wife as far as how much money I lost. But I made a big really rally on Saturday. Really a couple of hours there for you. Yeah, it did. But I regrouped, and uh, and I won on Saturday. All the bars and restaurants and stuff. And uh, Okay, what was your favorite part of the trip? Let's just let's get right into the favorite meat and potatoes. Favorite part of the trip. Um, I'll say this. I would... Think, actually, I know for sure it was pregame tailgating and the um, and the ninety two three party. Uh, I, as you were uh, said earlier, that you were very drunk at that point in time. I was right. very drunk at that point in time, and it was a perfect lead up uh, to walk over to the game. Great weather. That was the only time it was nice. Out. It was great weather. We were drinking lots of free booze. We were hammered. It was 11 in the morning. It was also <laughs> our third day of consecutive drinking, so uh, it was fun. Yeah, so 92.3, the fan in Cleveland, does a pretty good pregame tailgate in Cleveland at this place, the Barley House, which is a bar with this outside parking lot that is literally a 10-minute walk from the stadium. And we met up with Ken Carmen there, Dustin Fox, uh, Anthony Lima. We we had a great time hanging with them. They were doing the pregame show, but they had access to a private trailer with like the Cleveland Brown superfan, Pumpkinhead. And Ken Carmen is basically, you know, he's a man of the people in Cleveland. Took us behind the rope, if you will, at the trailer. And we were getting free shots of whiskey from him. Uh, I mean, they really hooked us up good. And before that, we went to the Cleveland Browns Muni lot, which everybody kept telling us, like, you don't want to go in there with Giants gear. You don't want to go in there with Giants gear. And a lot of people were bragging all weekend that people get in there at like 5, 6 a.m. I don't think that was the case. The lot was pretty empty when we were there for like an hour or so. Uh, I didn't really feel unsafe, although I did go through a moment when I left you guys and I walked. Uh, one guy on a DJ microphone called me a fatty and said I had a glandular problem, which I don't <laughs> even know what that means. And then as I rounded not to pass those people again, I had a rubber penis thrown at me. Not a not a dildo, if we will, a penis. A sex toy. A sex toy. It, it was actually like a manufactured penis. I had that thrown at me. So they those were probably the only people not too kind, but overall... I thought the dog pound was kind of um, a bunch of pussy cats. I mean, would you would you agree? Well, the dog pound was on the other side of the stadium, so I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. I'm talking about the fan base. The fan base were all nice, but I never felt at in harm's way with that fan well, base. Well, you shouldn't. I, I think it would be a little different. As we did talk to one specific fan during the Ohio State game, right. things would be different if this was an 8-4, and four, you know, 7-4 and four type of team. They are so miserable. They are so bad. Right. They are essentially the Cubs for the last 100 years, all wrapped up in one season. Yeah, they kept they kept saying everywhere we went, oh, you guys are in for the game, you're going to kick our ass, which, you know, you're not really looking for in a trip out of town, but but they couldn't have been nicer. Uh, but, yeah, the pregame was great. If I had to pick my favorite part of the trip was probably gambling. I mean, to have, and this is probably going to sound foreign to those people who have casinos in their cities, whether it be New Orleans, Cleveland, etc., to have a city downtown right next to your baseball stadium, your your basketball arena, as a total entertainment destination for when you leave a game or, or just hanging out in a city is excellent. You don't have that in New York City. You have to go a ways to get to Atlantic City. They have a couple of electronic gaming spots that, you know, that are subway right away. But that was cool, man. And, and we even saw a couple of players out gambling. Beckham and DRC were out there. Um that was, that was a lot of fun to be able to do that, and that, that killed a lot of time. We had a blast doing that. Now, your worst part of this trip. Um, well, I— I mean, if we exclude the weather. The weather was bad. Um, the worst part of the trip. I, 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 I did not have a bad time. I would say my the, the part I wish did not last as long was the club scene, despite the fact that one of the funniest 
moments of the trip happened Which there. we will get to in a second. Yeah. Um, it's just not my scene. It was loud. It was noisy. It was way, way, way too many people there. It was so overcrowded. You could barely move. And that was ironically the same place we went to for the tailgate, a place called Barley House. Yes, it's amazing the different type of scene it was from Friday night to Sunday morning. Um, so the same place had my favorite moment and probably my least favorite moment. Although I didn't have a bad time there, it's just not my kind of scene. Yeah. I mean, it was a club with incredibly loud music. It was elbow to elbow. It was so crowded. It was dark. It was impossible to talk to people, impossible to get beers. Um, but, again, very funny moment that happened there. We're going to get to that in just a second. If I had to top off my worst moment of the entire trip was probably the two and a half hours on Friday evening when the Cavs game was going on. And the only reason I say this is we learned a very critical uh, part of Cleveland is obviously the Cavaliers, which everybody talks about how much business LeBron brings in and the city gets ra- You could see that full Full up and per- close and personal. Friday, we did a little driving around. We went to Canton, did that. By the time we checked in, showered up, got ready to go out to dinner and start our night of drinking, it was right before the Cavs game was going to start. So we went to a place outside the arena that was pretty busy when we first got the there. The Harry Buffalo. The Harry Buffalo. I had a great mac and cheese thing there. Yeah, you overdid it on dinner that night. I did. You didn't even have dinner that night. I didn't night. have dinner because I, I told you what this trip was about. <laughs> it was about this was drink. a business trip. It was about drinking. So we did that whole deal. And what happened was once the Cavs game started, the place became a ghost town. I'm like, all right, this bar just emptied out. It's right next to the arena. But no matter where we went in town for the next two and a half hours, the town was completely empty. And essentially what happens is when the Cavs are playing, the city is either in the arena or they're home watching the Cavs. But the moment the Cavs game ended, we were at the casino when it ended, it was like the city exploded. People were just pouring into bars and the casino and everything like that. And, and from that point through Sunday, there was not a place that wasn't busy and wasn't enjoyable. So I'd say the worst part was just the fact that if you're not going to a Cavs game and you're looking to have a good time in Cleveland while a Cavs game is happening, it's really not going to happen for that two and a half hours. How many bars do you think we went to total? I mean, I would I honestly, I mean, it's going, it's in the teens. Has to be in the teens and nearing 20. Well, you know, it's a lot when you lose count. We've had to have gone to... And lose track of which one was which, and, what the name of this one is, right. what hotel, uh, what uh, an area it was in, what street it was on, Here's the th- name of it. I remember all the areas. There was West 25th Street, West 4th Street, West 6th Street, the Flats. Those are basically the four premise uh, points uh, for no, bars. And you forgot Ohio City, which I guess is West, West 25th. 25th. Yeah. So there are four basically like blocks or parts or areas of bars. We went to almost all of them in those areas. I mean, we, we missed a couple of them. Um, yeah, I lost count on how many bars we went to, and every one of them was so cheap, Jay. We we drank Saturday afternoon for the Ohio State game, and a little bit after that, and my bill running up a credit card for drinking and having a lunch was $25. Yeah, mine was as well. I, I mean, it's just an And insanity. we left that place drunk. But yeah, it was crazy. There was a guy laying in the floor. The Ohio State game was wild to go out for that game, too. But you're funny, because I'm just trying to rattle these off here before we get to any extra, extracurriculars. The funniest moment of the trip for you that you were hitting at. Funniest moment of the trip. Well, why don't you tell your story first, and then I'll tell mine, because I don't want it to be the same one. I want to give a different one, so let me think about it. You give your Marie story. Well, I was going to let you give the Marie. Is there a different one you had in mind? Yes. Okay. So, so, you, so do, you do Marie first. All right. Essentially, here's the deal. I'm a married man, so I did not do anything extracurricular. Was a wedding ring on that night? No, I did forget my wedding ring. Right. I did forget my wedding ring, which my wife brought up when she picked me up from the airport. However, as a group of me and... Th- and Jay and two of my buddies from home, they're all in pretty good shape except for me. 
We're in this club, the Barley House, and a girl walks up to me, rubs me on the head, and says something I really can't repeat, but some of the effect of, I hear bald men like doing a certain thing to women. I looked at her. I had a few drinks. Me, I him. Hey, yep, yep, we do. <laughs> and uh, and from that point on, she was full on flirting with me. I must stress, I'm going on the record. Nothing happened but harmless flirting. But uh, at this point, Jay and the other buddies, uh, my other two buddies are, are are single, so they were you know looking for for chicks, and no chicks were approaching them. Jay had turned to them and basically said something effective: "How do you walk into a bar, point at me, and go, that's the guy I want to get with tonight." That's the guy. And apparently that that registered a few She wasn't the most revolting girl in the world. No. She was a little big, a little hefty, but, I mean, she wasn't she wasn't gross. What we learned in watching a lot of the dudes in Cleveland, a lot of the dudes in Cleveland kind of resemble me. Pudgy, uh, not a lot of hair. Big boned. Big boned. And there's a lot of really good-looking women in Cleveland that probably have to settle for guys that look like me. So, in essence, the irony of the whole trip is I fit in as a ladies' man there where, like, the single skinny dudes from Long Island didn't fit in as the ladies, uh, you know, I thought that was kind of funny. But what's your moment? I will say this. This was not funny at the time. Um, okay. And the more I look back on it, it is funny. It was actually nerve-wracking. This is, uh, I felt the least safe at this point in time. Okay. So we go to a bar across from the casino. We get the pager for a table. Okay. They announce that they're waiting, that the wait is 45 minutes. Right. Okay. But we can't take the pager outside of the bar because we had planned to go to a different bar in the meantime just to to wait. wait. But the pager would not work outside the bar. So you stay with the pager in the bar. Yeah, I think I'll have a beer and there's room for one. I'll, I'll wait for the table. The three of us go to a bar immediately next door, okay? We walk in. This is a straight up ghetto bar. There is no music being played. It is dark, dank, Quiet, like a true dive. No place, no place for three white dudes from Long Island. Okay, <laughs> but we couldn't do the uh, U-turn, you know, because we were just in too deep. Once, Once we, you're in, you're pot committed to give a little money. Three steps in, everybody's looking at us. We were the only white guys in there, and it was awkward. So I said it to myself, just. Get the beer, drink it fast, and get out. So we walk up to the bar, okay? Order the beer, order the two drinks. As Before we get it, you text me, say, hey, the table's ready. I text you back. I'm like, uh, we just ordered the drinks. We're basically in a bar where we're probably going to get mugged or die, okay? So we pound the drinks. There were some sketchy characters. Total sketch. Pound the drinks and get the heck out of there. That was the... <laughs> So most look, awkward 10 minutes I've had in a wall in a long time. You know, and that brings me to another point I want to say about Cleveland. If we could say another uh, a poor part of Cleveland. Cleveland undersells itself, at least the citizens do, and they're not very good at restaurant management. So that was the second place of the weekend, the place we were talking about. So, like, I texted you right away saying the table was ready. They told us it was going to be 45 minutes. And this had happened at another location, too. They have no gauge for how long it's going to be to get tables anywhere. And on top of that, all the sports bars... They don't, and let, except for the Ohio State game Saturday, they don't put the game sound on. Like Sunday NFL, they didn't have the game sound on. and They did for Ohio State. They, that's what I'm saying. For the Ohio State, they did. Um, and I don't, they just like, when we ask waitresses to another place, like, they oh, have we're... Not, they have not adopted the mentality of the Cavs yet. I think they're still a little surprised at the 
town actually won a championship. Right. The town as a whole in regards to sports has much more of a Browns mentality than it does a Cavs mentality. Right. It revolves around the Cavs but doesn't have the mentality of that. It, they, they're all very much down on the Browns because I think I did hear one or two people in particular uh, tell us that despite the success of both the Cavs and the Indians, it is a Browns town. The problem with the situation now is that the Browns are so effing bad. Right. Depressing. Right. Um, also, real quickly, because you're 10 years older than me, we essentially did a 72-hour drinking bender is what is what we went on. I mean, the trip was about drinking. You, you didn't even eat dinner Friday night. The we, only time, like legitimately, I'm not even making this up, there were, there were three stretches of time where we weren't drinking. When we got to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which was right, right. out of the airport, okay? So, right. we, you know, I mean, and we're driving. We're on the highway. It's an hour away. We weren't going to be drinking then. When we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was at 1030 in the morning after the longest night, I felt horrible. Right. Okay? And the only other time we weren't drinking was when we were sleeping. Right. So both Hall of Fames and sleeping, every other moment of the day for three and a half days we were drinking. Which was great, but you, on Saturday morning, we woke you up, I woke you up, because I wanted to go check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before the Ohio State-Michigan game, and we could walk to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame from our hotel. I didn't think you were going to make it through the day when we were at that Hall of Fame. And and quite frankly, I was in no position to make it through the day. I had a sneezing attack. Uh, There was a lot of gas being ripped throughout the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Your eyes, you had bags under your eyes, and you kept saying your back hurt like you had carried a piano. (laughs) And that was all from Friday night when we went hard on the drinking at that club. And somehow we rallied and began drinking again at twelve thirty for Ohio State Michigan. About, the best thing about that day was Ohio State Michigan. It oh, saved the day. Saved the day. We sat down. We had good chairs at a good bar, and we were just pounding drinks. And the night ended Saturday after drinking for ten hours and gambling at an ice cream shop, burying ice cream sundays. Not all of us. No, you refrained from the ice cream sundays. Um, but I had a lot of videos like that. If you want to check out any of the videos or pictures, I did a lot of them on the trip. Go to my Instagram at CBS. I mean, there's so much more we can get into, but unfortunately we're running out of time as Jay's going to have to go do an update. Uh, is there anything else you want to hit on? I'm trying to think um, what story would be the most poignant, most standoutable. And other than Marie, hashtag Marie is what we have now affectionately referred to it as. Yeah, I was going to say, how about when it sums up and we're sitting there Sunday after the game at, at the, the Drinking Lizard or whatever it was, watching the game. Winking Lizard. And the one buddy, Anthony, finally basically no, threw in the white what towel. What happened was uh, we, we went in, got beers. He's like, no, no, I don't want one. I'm like, all right, too late. I already bought it. Okay, whatever. Then you got another uh, suggestion for another round and some shots. And Anthony said... Anthony turns to his cousin, Carmine, who said, why don't we get shots and see where the night takes us? says, no, I'm done with this. I just want to go back to normal. He was done <laughs> drinking. And essentially, through the whole trip, we thought we were going to go out late for the Sunday night game. We were basically laying in bed at 6.30 Sunday night, shot. And that was that was going to wrap it up. I mean, we just could not get our glands to open up. not through, quite possibly, the best Sunday night game of the year. No, six minutes left. We, we shut it off. We said, that's it. Yeah. We can't do we anything anymore. We missed the entire game. Our bodies shut down. Cleveland, you shut down our bodies. Jay, thank you for joining us. Good times. Looking forward to uh, next year's road trip. Yes, uh, it's already in the works. All right. You can follow Jay on Twitter, at Jay Berman. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you want any of those videos and pictures, at CBS. Cleveland, you rock.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.